Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. And boy, we finally have some good news to report because Detroit is rolling up its sleeves and getting heavily involved in the fight against the coronavirus. We've got more details on GM's plan to make ventilators. Internally, this is being referred to as Project V. Maybe that's Project Ventilator. Maybe it's Project Ventec, the company that GM is partnering with. Maybe it's Project Victory. GM is going to be converting its Kokomo, Indiana plant to start making these ventilators. As we told you yesterday, within 48 hours of reaching out to its supply base, GM found 95% of the parts that it needs, and now it's working on getting the 37 parts that remain. The goal is to make 5,000 of these a month with a total goal of 200,000 of these ventilators and a delivery target of April 6th. That's pretty quick. And GM's going to be buying the machines and handling all the logistics and the distribution of them just to make this go more quickly. Meanwhile, Ford Motor Company is partnering with 3M and GE. Ford is actually working with GE to redesign and simplify GE's respirator And they're going to also start assembling 100,000 face shields a week with the first of those face shields going out this week. Interestingly, Ford is trying to use as many off-the-shelf parts as possible to make this go quickly. And one idea that I just love here is that they're taking the fans that are used in the cooling seats in the F-150. Also, Ford is using portable battery packs which can provide power for up to eight hours for these respirators. They're probably going to make them in one of Ford's plant using UAW workers, and Ford is also starting to use all the 3D printers within its advanced manufacturing center. Okay, now over to FCA. It's going to be making one million masks a month, and they're going to donate them to emergency medical people, to firefighters, to hospital and healthcare uh, clinics, and they're going to be distributing these all across the United States, Canada, and Mexico. Meanwhile, Elon Musk said he would get involved if he thought that there was a shortage of ventilators. So Tesla just bought 1,255 of them in China, and they shipped them to California. So how bad could this get for the automotive industry this year with automakers being shut down and people obviously not buying cars? Well, we just did an AutoLine This Week television program, and we interviewed Jeff Schuster from LMC Automotive, including a couple of other experts on this, and here is what he had to say. Just with what's been announced uh, through a a few minutes ago and what we've heard uh, that hasn't yet been announced, we've taken out more than 600,000 units out of North American production just with a shutdown. I think the the bigger issue is... uh, while I agree that I think these are the different levels and stages, looking at supply chain, looking at uh, production levels, I think ultimately demand is what's going to drive this. And we're looking at demand, you know, that uh, certainly is going to take out a lot more than that. Uh, we're just from a range, uh, you know, we're down probably sub 15 right now for the year, uh, 15 million units for the U.S. I think looking at a North American market, that's probably uh, off uh, anywhere between uh, 12 and 15 percent, and I suspect it's going to get worse. So, I think the uh, the industry is going to have to put the seatbelt on, and probably should go with a five point seatbelt uh, at least through the remainder of the year. 
And of course, you can watch that entire interview on our YouTube channel or on our website. And here's another first that's going on in the industry. The Alliance for Automotive Innovation, which is the lobbying group for the car companies. The NADA, the National Auto Dealers Association, which is the lobbying group for car dealers. And MEMA, which is the lobbying group for manufacturers and suppliers, have all banded together to ask the White House and Congress for aid. Some of the things that they want is the creation of credit facilities, deferred quality tax payments, and a delayment in the, or a delay in the U.S. MCA trade agreement. Auto sales are forecasted to drop 40% in March, and that would not only hurt the automotive industry, it would drag down the entire American economy. And so we come to the question of the day. How do we balance the need to fight the coronavirus with the need to keep the economy running? Do we stop everything and risk plunging the world into another Great Depression? Or do we figure out how to manage this risk and, the, and get the economy back on its feet before the year is over? We would love to hear your thoughts on this. And please, leave out all the political finger-pointing. There's plenty of that going around all over in the rest of the media. And so what we're interested in getting are good ideas on how to solve this crisis, not figure out who to blame. There'll be plenty of time for that later on. Okay, no more coronavirus for the moment. Let's get into some industry news. Aston Martin is kind of going in the opposite direction of pure battery electrics. It just showed off the first engine that it completely developed in-house since 1968. It's a turbocharged three-liter V6 designed to be electrified from the start, meaning it's going to be a hybrid. It's going to be used in the mid-engine Valhalla, which slots in below the Valkyrie. And when paired with this electrification, it's going to be the most powerful setup in Aston's lineup. The mid-engine Valhalla should come out in 2022. People say that one of the things holding back autonomous vehicles is there's no rules and regulations for them. So NHTSA is taking a historic step to remove the barriers. It wants to modernize federal standards and clear up any confusion. For example, there's a lot of old rules on the books that require things like manual controls, like turn signals and how you adjust your mirrors, which are not going to be needed in AVs. Also, there's safety standards in place that are not going to be needed for autonomous delivery vehicles that are never going to have a person in them. NHTSA is looking for public feedback on its proposal. You know, people made fun of Harley-Davidson when it came out with its electric motorcycle, the Livewire, because it only delivered 100 miles of range. But a hypermiler in Switzerland just set an unofficial distance record on one of the Livewires. He went about 1,100 miles in just under 24 hours. That's over 200 miles more than the previous record. And these guys did it all on their own, which sounds mighty lonely. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. 
How do you improve quality in a plant and get more uptime? Well, one thing that you can do is get the right information to the workers who are on the shop floor. That is what a company called Trumbull Inc. is doing. And we just had Jeff Trumbull on AutoLine After Hours to explain what his technology is all about. Take a look. So what we did is we created a product that protected our target user community. All of that, that bright human capital on the factory floor. And what we did is we protect them from having to do any statistics, any data mining skills. So the product doesn't require that from its user community. All of the monitoring, all of the statistics, all of the data mining is all done automatically. It's an artificial intelligence piece of software. It understands where people work, what operations they're responsible for, what shifts they work. It knows what products are running down the line. It knows what the specifications are uh, in terms of both the equipment, cycle times, for example. Um, and it also knows design specifications. With all of that knowledge baked into the product, as it scans the factory floor around the clock, 24-7, it, it looks for non-conformances. It ignores if everything's fine. So it's like finding a needle in the haystack. If everything is fine, no one hears from the system. If something is emerging as a threat, and that's the key, as it's emerging, the system notifies the person closest to that particular operation or station that a correction needs to be made. And when you put all these ingredients together, what you have is proactive control of your factory floor, not reactive. And, and there are many good strategies out there, but they're still reactive and it has been for a hundred years. And of course you can watch that entire show right now on our website or on our YouTube channel. But that wraps up today's report. Thank you for watching and making AutoLine Daily a part of your day.